Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. Island Conversations airs on Sundays on KWXX and on B93B97 and then is aired as a rebroadcast the following Friday on KPOA 670 AM in Hilo and is always available anytime online at kwxx.com. Several weeks ago, we spoke with Hawaii County Police Chief Paul Ferreira, and we briefly spoke about drug use on the island. Today, we're going to get more in-depth on that topic with two men who have been the lieutenants over the vice sections in both East and West Hawaii. Lieutenant Reynold Kahalivai is responsible for the Area 2, that's West Side, vice section. He graduated from the police academy in 2002 and has had a variety of jobs in Kona, South Kohala, Hilo, in, in the field, and in the administration. Good morning. Aloha, Lieutenant Kahali Vai. Hi, good morning. Glad to have you here. We also have Reed Mahuna, who is representing the east side of the island. In fact, he's a Hilo native. He's been with Hawaii County Police for about 21 years with a variety of jobs. He was commander of the East Hawaii Vice Section from 2016 until the middle of March 2019, and he's actually no longer responsible for that job because he's now a captain in West Hawaii, but we're very, very happy to have him here. Thank you for being here, Captain Mahuna. Thank you so much. Now, what is the role of the vice team? What do you guys do in your work? Lieutenant Kahali Vai. The Area 2 vice section as well as the Area 1 vice section, we investigate crimes involving narcotics, cockfighting, other cruelty to animal investigations, prostitution, gambling. Captain Mahuna. So basically all the vices. So that would be uh, narcotics, that'd be gambling, uh, prostitution, animal cruelty. We also do uh, investigate some different types of human trafficking that usually evolve from prostitution cases. Interesting. You know, I want to focus today mostly on drugs because that seems to be a big issue on our island. But I'm curious, how much time and energy goes to those other vices you mentioned? I would say that... um, 90% plus of our uh, time is spent on narcotics. Captain Mahoney, you mentioned sex trafficking. Is that a big issue here on our island? That might be a topic for a future discussion, but I'm just curious. Um, it, It has been an issue, but it hasn't been a big issue. Prostitution in general, at least in East Hawaii, is uh, not very prevalent. Uh, There are some out there, but it's not a, it's not a huge, huge problem here in, at least in East Hawaii. What would you say for West Hawaii, Lieutenant Kahalivai? I would say it's uh, the same on the, the west side as well. Although they, we do come across people soliciting services uh, for prostitution, it's not that prevalent on, on the west side. How many officers in the vice units? Let's start with the west side of the island, Lieutenant Kahalivai. On the west side, we have four uh, sergeants who are detectives and 11 police officers who are Assigned to different units within the the vice section, we have a general detail unit who primarily focus on marijuana, prostitution, cruelty to uh, animals, and gambling. Our hard drugs unit, they 
primarily focused on cocaine and uh, uh, opiates, heroin, and other prescription pill-type investigations. Our ICE task force primarily focuses on ICE, and our airport task force spend a lot of their time trying to inter- interdict drugs that are coming into the island. Meaning stopping them before they actually land? Or when they, when when they, they land. land here. But our entire office, although they have their own special areas that they investigate fully into narcotics, primarily uh, methamphetamine. Captain Mahuna, on the east side of the island, how many folks in the vice section? There's 10. There's um, five detectives. There's five officers. I have a few openings right now, uh, two canine handlers, and we're not really broken down like that. I mean, if if I'm being honest, basically crystal methamphetamine is is the most prevalent drug that we have out there, and that's where we spend most of our resources. So while it's true that there are people in the vice section that are you know assigned to prostitution or marijuana, you know, our focus continues to be hard drugs, which is heroin and, of course, uh, crystal methamphetamine, which is, you know, by far the most pervasive hard drug here uh, on Hawaii Island. You both mentioned marijuana, and I know that in Hawaii County, marijuana is given the lowest, I don't know how to word it, but there was an ordinance passed some years ago making marijuana not the focus of drug crimes. And I know that Prosecutor Mitch Roth, when we've talked, has said that his office really isn't prosecuting people just for using cannabis, but they do prosecute for people dealing. But what's your focus relative to marijuana since you both mentioned it? Let's start with you, Lieutenant Kahalevai. At least on the, on the west side, a lot of the investigations that we come across are complaints from the public. The public will contact us and inform us of suspected marijuana grows or marijuana activity. And that's primarily where our investigations come from. Captain Mahuna, anything to add? Well, I mean, as far as priorities concerned, I mean, I think that every department, every section of the department has finite resources. And we need to use those resources to combat the biggest threat to the community. And right now, the biggest threat to our community is crystal methamphetamine. It's crystal methamphetamine, it's heroin. It's those types of drugs that are really destroying, you know, families and and, and people that we, we all care about. So whether or not, you know, marijuana is the lowest priority or not, by default, we have to we have to focus our resources on where we can do the most good for the community. And right now that is hard drugs. I think uh, Lieutenant Kahalevai is right. Most recent marijuana cases that we've had have been from complaints from the public. Uh, We recently had a guy that was uh, dealing marijuana down in uh, in the beach area and that was a complaint from the public the public let us know you know the public will call in and say they see marijuana plants here or there and we'll follow up on it a lot of times those have valid medical marijuana permits and so you know we leave them alone but I think by default you know our focus is on hard drugs crystal methamphetamine and heroin and other opioids Clearly, any police officer can make an arrest relative to drugs. I'm assuming so, at least. So at what point does the vice section get involved? So the vice section will get involved if uh, there's something to the case to make it perhaps more complex or a bigger case. You know, any any police officer can do 
a drug case based upon what they see. But if there's something more complicated, if there's a search warrant that needs to be done, or if we feel that we can further the investigation farther than a patrolman has the resources to do, then we will take those cases. With the vice section, it's not really a hard and fast rule, um, but we usually take cases that we see potential in, potential to further, uh, to go further than a patrolman could do on, on the street. He has other things that he or she has other things that they have to do. Uh, they can't spend, you know, days and weeks, um, you know, doing one particular case. That's where we come in. You know, you both have mentioned that crystal methamphetamine is the biggest issue we have here, and that's pretty much what Chief Ferreira mentioned to me. Nationally, we hear a lot about the opioid crisis. Give me an assessment of our opioid problems here on the island. I know we want to talk about crystal meth because I know I've heard from him, from you, from everybody for a long time that meth is the biggest problem. But where does the opioid situation stand relative to our island? So what usually happens is that it usually starts with prescription medication. So a person will either be prescribed it um, legitimately or or not, and they will begin to abuse uh, a pills. And then once that becomes too expensive, which it will because the cost of uh, prescription medication on the black market is very expensive. So after a while, it'll get very, very costly. And usually they move from there to heroin. Heroin is usually the opioid of choice after prescription medications are diverted. How much of a problem are opioids compared to crystal meth? Crystal meth is worse, I take it. Well, I mean, I can tell you that, I mean, a, a statistic that is certainly not a secret statistic. In 2017, 2018, we recovered 966 grams of heroin. Um, that's island-wide. We recovered just over 52 pounds of crystal methamphetamine. So Compare that to an earlier year. So that'll give us a sense as to whether the problem is increasing or decreasing. So in 2013, 2014, we recovered island-wide 18.1 pounds of crystal methamphetamine. Compared to 50 pounds, this most recent stat? Compared to wow. fi- oh, over 50 pounds. Wow, that's impressively larger. So 2013 to 2014 was about 18 pounds. Mm-hmm. 2017, 2018 was about 52 pounds. Correct. That's that's a big increase. How about, you mentioned heroin, which heroin, heroin and opioids, that's the same kind of thing, right? Correct. But crystal meth is a completely different thing. Is that right? It's a different type of narcotic. Okay, so if you're using opioids, is fentanyl like an opioid where you compare those two? And if so, where does fentanyl fit in? Because I've heard that that's a concern. Sure. I mean, uh, just recent, you know, just recently we we came across pills that were uh, counterfeit. So um, somebody created counterfeit prescription pills using fentanyl. Now, of course, that's extremely dangerous because. No one knows who is making these pills and how much fentanyl is put in these pills. So we've known for some time that uh, there is fentanyl on this island, and it is very dangerous. Um, fentanyl is also used in heroin. They take fentanyl and they cut it into heroin to uh, make heroin more potent, but more importantly, to stretch it further so that they can make more money. Are we seeing the kind of deaths that you hear about from opioids on the mainland? Are we seeing those kind of deaths here where your officers will come across either people who are in overdose states or beyond that? Lieutenant Kahali Vai. I am aware of one opioid-related death in West Hawaii last year. 
That's not much, Captain Mahona. Well, and you know, the statistics, you know, I think even um, the fire department will tell you that those statistics, they're hard to come by because, you know, we don't know how many overdoses, how many were saved. We don't know how many people came close. And I think that we don't have the problem that other places have regarding that. I think that that is a true statement, but I don't know that we have the stats to know for sure how big the problem is. But certainly it's not its not a crisis here that it is in other places on the mainland. It makes me wonder, I've read that in other jurisdictions, police officers are carrying Narcan or Naloxone, which is a drug that you can inject into somebody and it will immediately stop somebody from having an overdose of heroin or an opioid. Lieutenant Kahalivai, do our officers carry Narcan? Uh- Our vice narcotic officers do carry Narcan. So let's get to the issue about crystal methamphetamine, which you said is our island's biggest problem. Years ago, it was a big problem, and I know that an ICE task force was formed. There was an ICE hotline. It sounds like those tools still exist, that you still have an ICE task force. Just talk about the use of crystal meth, where you're finding it being used, who's using it, how often are you coming across it, Lieutenant Kahalibai, do you want to weigh in? On the west side, we encounter crystal meth in every district, Kau, Kona, Waimea, South Kohala, and uh, North Kohala as well. It's it's everywhere. And I, I think part of the reason is that during recent years, the price of crystal meth has really fallen, and the purity is uh, much stronger than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So crystal meth, am I right that it's an amphetamine that would make you high, agitated, excited? Captain Mahuna, what, what does it do? Exactly. It's an amphetamine that would basically act as a stimulant. That's basically, basically how it works. Who's using meth? You know, the scary part is that there is not a typical person that uses crystal meth. It's not, if you're thinking that, oh, it's just the junkies or it's just these people that are, you know, whacked out of their minds, it's not the case. I mean, there are people that use crystal meth that are part of our community and that are people that we may deal with every day. And there's not a stereotypical person. I mean, I've seen business people that are crystal meth users. I've seen homeless people that are crystal meth users. You know, some people that have different types of mental illness are crystal meth users. So there's not a stereotypical crystal meth user. And that's the scary part is that that's how far into our community uh, it has gotten. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations, and I'm your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Today, we're talking about a really horrible problem for our island, and that is drugs. Captain Reed Mahuna, who currently works in West Hawaii, but was the vice lieutenant in East Hawaii for two years, and Lieutenant Reynold Kahalevai, who is the vice lieutenant in Kona, is giving us the update. Next week, we have a super interesting conversation with Island musician and composer Herb Mahelona. Mr. Mahelona has written an opera that was also performed as a symphony about the Battle of Kuamo'o, an incredibly significant battle in West Hawaii in Hawaiian times. And he'll be presenting it on June 15th at UH Hilo Performing Arts. So next week we'll hear all about this amazing work and its inspiration. Before we get back to our conversation with Police Captain Reed Mahuna and Lieutenant Reynold Kahalevai, 
Let's have a brief word from our sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And now back to our discussion mostly about drugs with Captain Reed Mahuna and Lieutenant Reynold Kahale Vai. How much of the, I will say, regular crime on our island, such as burglary and robberies and things like that, how much of that is related to the use of drugs or specifically crystal meth? I don't think that we have an accurate way to give a statistic, but there is a drug component to almost all of our big burglary rings or big operations that we have. There is all, almost always a drug component. Now, how big that drug component is, it varies. But I think that you know, there's a lot of crime that has its roots in drug abuse and drug dealing and drug distribution. How about some of the recent, I will call them bigger crimes? We've seen more violent crimes, shootings and stabbings, more than we ever have before. And in the past, it always seemed to be confined to certain parts of the island, Marapuna, and then into Hilo. But recently, I mean, there was a shooting in Kona and one in North Kohala, which was a huge shock to the community there. Within just a week, we had like three or four, including a stabbing at Hilo Medical Center. How much of that more violent crime is related to the use of meth, would you say? That part is hard to know. Um, it's hard for me to, to know. Uh, my section uh, doesn't, uh, you know, it's, it would be a different section that would deal with the violent crimes uh, within the department. And they would probably be able to better t- better say, you know, these people were all on drugs. And when they did, um, you know. XYZ. Um, for me, at least on East, in East Hawaii, it's hard to know. What about you, Lieutenant Kahalevai, West Hawaii? It's, it's the same way as well. When we do have the violent crimes, we work closely with the criminal investigation section or, or try to keep, keep ourselves informed of their investigation to see if there are any narcotics recovered or if they need assistance from our office to investigate the narcotic aspect of the investigation, if there's any. One of the biggest concerns I think of people on the island in general is impaired drivers, whether it's impaired from alcohol or something else, whether it's because somebody is texting or, in the worst case, using drugs. If somebody is driving under the influence of alcohol, officers have a specific blood alcohol test they can administer. But when it comes to drugs, the procedure is a little different. So why don't you tell us how officers determine if someone is driving impaired because of drugs and then what they do about it. Lieutenant Kahali Vai. Around the island, we have officers who go to training and are recognized as uh, DREs or drug recognition experts. So if a patrol officer stops someone suspected of being impaired, however, there's no indication that the person is impaired from alcohol, he'll call for a a DRE to come to the scene and administer further field testing and uh, testing at the station to determine if the person is under the influence of drugs. Do those cases hold up in court if it's a drug recognition expert that determined that somebody was driving under the influence of drugs versus alcohol? Yes. At one point in uh, when I was a patrol officer, I was a, a DRE. So. Nowadays, nowadays, I think everyone that's in the traffic unit is a DRE. 
So where is the crystal meth coming from? Is it being made here or is it being imported? Captain Mahona. It's almost all imported. We don't have a case, at least in the last 10 years, of crystal meth being manufactured here. Most of the precursors come to Mexico from China. That's where the precursors are made. Most of the drugs that uh, we encounter are manufactured by cartels in Mexico. They come over the southern border and then they enter Hawaii through cities that are identified as source cities. So cities uh, in central California, mostly, uh, and then they're mailed here. They're mailed or shipped UPS, FedEx, and that's not a secret. It's very well documented that that's how at least crystal meth is brought into our state. So if drugs are coming in, and I, I talked a few years ago to Lieutenant Sherry Bird, and at the time, Lieutenant Farias, I believe was his name, County Farias, and they had talked about occasions where your teams had either intercepted drugs after they came in through generally Kona Airport, not so much Hilo Airport, or that you'd been able to stop them at the point of entry, post office, FedEx, UPS. Is that still happening? Are you still able to get drugs that way, or do you have to wait until they're out here somewhere on the street? Captain Mahona. Well, that's how we'd like to get them. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the biggest bang for your buck. I mean, you're going to get the most before they uh, even hit the streets. But that's not where we get the most of our narcotics. Most of our narcotics are already in dealers' hands by the time that we are able to recover them. Is there anything we could be doing better or differently to try to stop them more either at the source before they board that plane or get in the mail in California or wherever, or when they're coming here? Is there something more, would you need more money to do that, more personnel, or is it just, it's just a challenge to stop them? It's just a challenge. I mean, if you talk about the volume, the volume of parcels and mail that come into the state, it's just a challenge. But, you know, we have our methods and we have our ways of doing things and we do the best we can to intercept them before they hit the streets. And the federal agencies have been very helpful in helping us continue our investigations to stop the drugs from coming in before they even get here. So that's interesting. When do you get involved with the federal agencies? Do they involve you? Do you seek them out? How does that work? How does that partnership happen? Lieutenant Kahali Vai. Both ways. If they have information of drugs coming in, they'll contact us and, and we'll, we'll work on an investigation together. If we recover drugs from someone and they share or we receive information that it came in from outside of our state, then we, we will ask the federal agencies for assistance in finding out where exactly the drugs came from. I get the sense that the penalties are more severe if you get arrested for a federal offense than a state or county offense. So are there times when you seek out the federal agencies, if it's like big drug dealers, to try to get it to be a federal deal instead of just a state and county deal? Absolutely. And the federal agencies want that. Any high-level targets that we come across or that we're able to arrest or build a case against, I mean, the federal that's what they do, and they're very helpful. I agree with Lieutenant Kahale by federal agencies. They bring the resources here, and you know, I don't recall a time where we have asked for assistance and we didn't get it. So we absolutely uh, depend on our federal partners. So there's not jurisdictional issues like you see on TV all the time on law and order or whatever. You not welcome assistance. Absolutely. <laughs> That's good to know. I recently talked with Captain Greg mm. Esteban about some drug issues, and he said community involvement in helping solving the problem is really, really critical. Tell us how. 
Lieutenant Kahali yeah, On the West Side, you know, whenever we have investigations that result in media releases being posted, we strongly encourage the community to either call myself, call the ICE hotline. You know, if they want to remain anonymous, they can call Crime Stoppers. But call and get the information to us. If you do have information on suspected narcotic distribution, please give us a call. We'll look into it. Are there times when your focus is not on arresting people but trying to get them into treatment? I don't know to what degree police works with, I will say, social service agencies. I know we don't have enough treatment facilities. I keep hearing that. But tell me about any relationships you might have with those kind of organizations. Captain Mahona. Last year, a uh, law enforcement assisted diversion program was started. So basically, it's a way to keep low-level drug offenders out of the court system and get them help. It was signed into law last year uh, by uh, Governor Ige, and it's actually a program that comes out of Washington, and they've had a lot of success. In the vice section, we don't really deal with that because, you know, the cases that we have are mostly all felony cases, and that wouldn't really qualify for that type of diversion. So that would be more of a patrol function or community policing function where they would be able to get people into this program. Anything you'd like to add? From some of the investigations that we've had, you know, some of the arrestees have ended up in drug court, which I think has been uh, very, very helpful with reforming or helping some of these individuals. And we do keep in close communication with the prosecutor's office. They will often share what they think will be happening with, with the arrestee at, at trial or if they plan to give offers for treatment or drug court. Well, Captain Mahuna was nodding when you said you appreciated drug court, and I've talked with some of the folks who've been in drug court who've come out seemingly successfully. There's one young man who I know it's been now eight or nine years, and he's doing positive things in the community, and so drug court I know can be a huge help. Well, I mean, essentially that's a type of diversion program. Basically, the penalties are not as severe and and they can get treatment or other alternatives to regular penalties that would be imposed on them. So, you know, drug court has been a a big diversion program that we've had here for quite a while. You said you work closely with the prosecutor's office. Do you feel that the prosecutions are appropriate given what you turn into the prosecutor's office? Are you feeling like the courts are giving these people the sentences that you would want them to have after all the work you've done? You know, I I can't really say as far as the sentences are concerned. I'm not familiar with all of the sentences that people have received enough to comment on that. But what I can say is that from the prosecutor's office, uh, from that standpoint, we have a lot of support from the prosecutor's office. And uh, I believe that from at least in East Hawaii, the prosecutions have been appropriate. And the prosecutor's office has been extremely helpful. They're a, a big supporter of what we do. And of course, you know, we're a team. One can't work without the other. Captain Reed Mahuna, what have we not talked about that you would like to make sure our listeners understand? I just would like people to know that, you know, drugs, narcotics, it's a big problem in our community, but we're working to uh, do the best we can to get drugs off the streets. But we would like, you know, the community, all of us working together as a community, that's how we get, that's how we solve this problem. It's not just a law enforcement function or it's not just a war on drugs, so to speak. If we as a community decide that we've had enough, if we as a community decide that 
there's been enough people that we've seen, our family members, our friends, suffer and have their lives destroyed by these drugs, I think that's when the real solution to the problem comes. Lieutenant Reynold Kahali Vai, what would you like the listening public to know that we haven't talked about? Like Captain Mahuna said, let us know if you have information. And, you know, for the West Side, if people want us to come out to educate them or provide any type of narcotic presentation or anything like that, we'd be more than happy to send our officers out and share the information with you. I know that all of your contact numbers for that kind of stuff is online at hawaiipolice.com. Where can people call on the West Side Lieutenant Kahali Vai. Yeah, so uh, my phone number is on there as, uh, on the website as well. My phone number is 326-4646, extension 226. Extension 226. Yes. Okay. Captain Mahuna, now I know you're now in West Hawaii, but if somebody on the east side wanted to call and speak with an officer about a drug issue, who would they call? I think the best contact would be the ICE hotline. That number is actually on our website. It's 934-8423 or 934-VICE. Also be aware that we check that phone. So if you have something other than, it doesn't have to be just ICE related, anything narcotics related, any tips, um, the public should feel free to call. A huge thank you to Lieutenant Reynold Kahalivai, who is the West Side Vice Lieutenant. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Kahalivai, for being here. Aloha. Thank you. And Captain Reed Mahuna, who was the East Side, but now is the West Side. Thank you so much for helping us understand these issues. Aloha. Not at all. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for being with us for Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. I'm Sherry Bracken, and I look forward to seeing you next week. A reminder also that you may listen to the podcast of this or any previous Island Conversations interviews at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. You may download them or subscribe, and it'll come automatically to your phone. Until the next Island Conversations, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.